So for today's conversation, I was thinking about the paradox of YouTube and the paradox and yet inconsistency of what I'm actually doing. And this is the life authentic. This is my story, my battle against my own anxiety and the things that I think about. And it's very much a personal journey. It's, it's a personal set of stories. Me being both authentic and radically honest with myself, but also with you. I'm putting myself out there in a way that I don't even have the proper words to describe. I'm telling my story essentially to anyone who wants to listen. And that in itself is a very interesting paradox because YouTube is about gaining attention. It's about vying for attention and monetizing attention and it's created for people seeking attention. Now, that's on the creator side. As a user and as someone who loves YouTube, for me, it's informational. I'm a consumer. I, I'm always looking and searching and questioning things. For me, YouTube is not only somewhat entertaining, but more informational and educational. It's a space where I can find information and assimilate it and either learn a skill or grow as an individual. So this creates an interesting problem because my concept of the life authentic, my purging of these stories, these very, very personal vignettes, is not about attention-seeking in any way. I'm not actively jumping up and down and holding a neon flashing sign saying, click me, click my video, I'm special. Matter of fact, I'm not. I'm not special in any way, shape, or form. I am simply me, nothing more and nothing less. I am perfectly imperfect with all of the same insecurities that everyone else has. I simply am choosing to battle those insecurities and to confront them openly and somewhat publicly. I say somewhat because, well, the simple fact is when I'm recording, I'm in a room by myself. I'm sitting here in a very comfortable chair on my back porch, which is a beautiful little room with lots of windows and I'm looking out at the trees and the sun and watching my neighbor as she's watering her plants. My cat is sitting on 
an old cedar chest that I have a sheepskin rug thrown over so that she can sit comfy and cozy and bask in the sunlight that's streaming in through the windows. But I'm sitting here by myself talking to a tiny little recorder that is sitting on the arm of my chair. I'm disclosing my stories, my soul, my person to this device, knowing that this audio will go out and reach the ears of potentially an unlimited number of people. But the question is, if I'm not vying for attention, if I'm not trying to monetize you as the listener, what am I doing? Isn't YouTube all about teaching somebody something or entertaining them with some persona that you put on? YouTube isn't technically or historically known for people who are radically honest or who are not trying to monetize anything. So then what am I doing? Is this all pointless? Well, perhaps. I don't know. I find it personally very cathartic to sit and have conversations with you. See, when I'm talking to you, physically I'm sitting here talking to a small device, but in my mind I'm talking to, well, I see the faces of the people I care about the most, telling them my stories, things that I'm too embarrassed to say in person or the stories I want you to know, but I don't know if you'll ever ask. I think about, and I envision, nameless people, many nameless people, people I, I don't know, who are suffering with anxiety, who are trying to find themselves, trying to find their voice, their authenticity. And I think maybe something I'm saying in one of these audios, this or maybe another, will reach the ears of the right person at the right time and may make a difference in their life. That's awfully bold to say. I don't know how my words could actually make a difference to somebody's life. I, I like to think that they could. And that may be fantasy and delusional. I don't know. But I enjoy sharing my stories. And I find that every time I sit down to do a recording, it becomes a little bit easier. I become a little bit more comfortable talking to you as well as being honest with myself. You know, I had a really fascinating teacher when I was in college. 
and I went to art school, so all of our classes were fairly unusual. You, you wouldn't find the typical lecture <laughs> in, a, in when you're at a dedicated art school. But I had a magnificent professor, and she was a cultural anthropologist, and I absolutely adored her. And I adored all of her courses. I loved cultural anthropology. I found that I had a very deep passion for learning about how different cultures approached different topics, from really obscure things to the mundane. Different cultures, different places, different people around the world, they all face a relative similar group of issues and problems. But how they choose to face it and how they choose to coexist with those issues is fascinating. And at my school, for the most part, only graduate students were allowed to be teaching assistants and were allowed to assist professors in their classes and lectures. But there was an exception made. And that was exception was for me because that anthropology teacher loved me. She thought I was the best thing ever. I was a teaching assistant who was passionate about learning, who was passionate about every subject you threw at me. I wasn't one of these kids who received a full ride or who had an, an endowment from their parents or an allowance. I was there and I was working hard and working my way through college, paying all of my bills and my tuition. And my teacher recognized that. And she recognized that I was there to learn and get every ounce of knowledge that I could get. And so she requested that I be her teaching assistant. And I got to do it. And it was magnificent. And one of her classes was called Magic, Anthropology, and Witchcraft. And it was about how different cultures around the world dealt with essentially the issues of almost the occult. It was fortune-telling and mediums and predictions and hexes and, I guess, removing hexes, how to protect and to sanctify spaces. And it was fascinating. I loved it. And she would bring in some of the most magnificent speakers, and some were from other countries. We had a Haitian voodoo priest come in and lecture us once. And we had another lecturer, and I, I don't know, I don't remember what order it was or what specific group it was that she was with. I was running the audiovisual equipment for the class. So while I was paying attention to the lecture, I also was running multiple different things for the professor. And after the class, all the 
students had left and I was in the process of cleaning up and taking care of all of the equipment. And I remember this woman walked up to me and she grabbed my hands and she just stared at me. And she stared at me so intensely. It was it was very profound. It was it was shocking and yet somehow she had an incredibly comforting presence. And she looked at me and she said, you have the answers already. She says, you already know everything you need to. She says, the problem is nobody knows to ask you the questions. Wow, that was a statement. That was very profound, and it still sticks with me to this day, so many years after that moment happened. And I always thought, how interesting that I have answers to the questions that people haven't asked. It fits. I've always felt that I had answers for people, but they didn't know to ask me that I could help people with so many problems and issues, from simple to very complicated. But nobody knew to ask. So I guess in some way, I feel that my conversations are a way for me to maybe answer some questions for people that haven't been asked. But my bigger hope is that people will start asking questions. I would love to have comments on my videos asking questions, comments in the podcast asking about anything. I don't want this to always be a one-sided conversation. I want you to ask me things so I can answer. I may not have the answers, and I think that's okay too. I think there's something beautiful in being able to say, I don't know. Because I think when someone can say that and they can honestly say, I don't know, there's something comforting about that. It's honest. It's authentic. It's not trying to be the person who has all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. But all of us have pearls of wisdom, knowledge that spills out into our conversations that we don't even realize is there. Those pearls of wisdom are what other people pick up on. And they take those pearls and they adopt it into their mindset, into their thinking or their conversations. And then they spill pearls of wisdom to other people. So it's uh, an ongoing and self-fulfilling prophecy that if you simply talk, you will affect and change someone who will then pay it forward and change someone else who will change more. It is a a ripple effect. 
the butterfly effect in, in one way of looking at it. But YouTube is made for people who want to stand up and show off and be over the top and ridiculous and silly. But I don't want to be any of that. I want to be myself and fully authentic. I want to be completely honest with myself and completely honest with you. I want to be able to tell you my stories, the, the ridiculous, the crazy, the everyday things. I think there is a companionship in being able to simply express one's thoughts and just say, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think? When I make these podcast audios, I think... And I question, I wonder who will hear this. I wonder if the people who I envision I'm talking to hear me, the faceless ones and the ones that I know. I wonder if the people that I will tell about this channel will just like and subscribe simply to be polite but never listen to the audios, never follow the thoughts that spill out of my head. That's very possible. It is very possible. Probable, even. Starting the channel and starting my recordings wasn't the scariest part of all of this. Yes, I did it to, to battle my own anxiety, to battle my own loneliness and not having someone to talk to anymore. But it's become so much more. It's become a way for me to tell you who I am, to prove that I was here, I existed in this moment in time. God knows how long YouTube will exist, but there's a chance that these audios will outlive me. What a concept to think that my audio, my person, my authentic self, in theory, could outlive this body. I think about all of the things that you're supposed to think about when you become a creator. I'm, I'm supposed to focus on you, the listener, and what you want and what you need and what will make you click, how to manipulate you into becoming a subscriber an audience participant, something to monetize. I don't want to do that. It's not that I don't care about you. I do. I care about you very much. You are on the other end of this listening to me right now. That alone means the world to me. I am incredible 
incredibly grateful for you. I am grateful for this moment that it exists right now as I'm sitting here talking, but also I am grateful for this moment right now that you are experiencing listening. I appreciate the fact that I am able to stamp this moment with my personality and say, I was here. I said this. I own it. And you listened. But I don't want to focus on how many views something gets or how many subscribers I have. Oh, it'd be nice if the numbers were there. It'd be nice if people wanted to be part of the conversation, who wanted to engage and ask me questions and leave me comments and take part in this and help me to grow and shape whatever the life authentic is destined to become. Oh, I would love that. But my goal isn't the numbers. My goal isn't a metric. My goal isn't some magical threshold that makes monetization possible. My goal is to be a better person and to help anyone I can along the way. My goal is to hopefully make a difference in somebody's life, make a difference in my own life. My goal is to be authentic and honest, not to manipulate or exploit for monetization and profit. I've been toying with the idea of writing more I do have a written blog. I do put the link in the comments on the YouTube video or podcast in this case. And I've been toying with the idea of writing a book. For some reason, well, <laughs> it's not some reason. I still am learning and trying very hard to connect with my higher self, to have conversations with my higher self, to be able to access the Akashic Records. And to some people, you're going to roll your eyes and think, oh, God, that's nonsense. And other people are going to say, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. But every time I, I try to focus and I meditate and I, I think about what can I do to help or reach more people? Because that is my goal. That is my higher purpose. And I know that. I've always known that. But my problem is I don't know how to reach more people, how to find the people that I'm supposed to help. Because I don't want to exploit people and I don't want to put on a fake persona or flashing neon signs or act like a dumbass and say, click me, click me, my video will help you. That's not who I am. 
So how do I how do I help people? How do I find them? How do I bring my message to them? Part of it is this, simply talking to you. The other part of it is my higher self keeps telling me that I need to write and that there will be a book. Actually, it tells me there will be three. Why three? I have no idea. But it keeps telling me that over and over, just like it kept telling me, buy the recorder and start talking. No pressure, I say sarcastically. No pressure because I, I don't... I don't know where this goes. I don't know how to do this. I'll be completely honest with you. I have no clue what I'm doing. All I know is I have a voice inside me that says, you need to do this. You need to set up the recorder. You need to talk. You need to post it on YouTube. Apparently now you need to write. You will write three books. They will help people. You will eventually be creating a community, a place where people can talk and be authentic and learn and grow as human beings, as spiritual creatures, but also just as good human beings. No pressure because, well... I have no idea how to do this. I have no idea how to make it sustainable. You must make money in order to make the things to support them to help more people. It's a cycle. You, you have to make more money to reach more people, to help more people, to make the money, to be able to reach more, to help more. It's cyclic. I don't view monetization or making money as bad. It's a means for me to help more, for me to do more, to reach more. And isn't that the goal? The goal is to help and reach more people. But like I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> it's a fascinating journey. All I know is this is where it starts. And it starts with me talking to you. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, I'll have a few more subscribers. Maybe I'll even have comments. Maybe I'll even be able to start making audio and answering questions for people. That would be lovely. Maybe when you hear this, I'll already be writing my book. I don't know. I'm the type of person who likes to have a roadmap. I like to have things mapped out and know when and where and what are my milestones and my, my KPIs and all of these ridiculous analytics and things to, to figure. I like goals and milestones. It feels abstract to be doing something like this where I don't have any of that. 
don't have any of it. I'm simply being honest and authentic, telling you my stories and going from there. I have faith that all of this will develop in time as it is supposed to. How? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this will look like in three months, in six months, in a year, in three years. But all I can hope is that on some level, somewhere, my words are heard and they made a difference. Because that's the whole reason I'm doing this is to hopefully answer somebody's question that they didn't even know that they should ask. And so I shall post this audio too on YouTube as a podcast and just wait and see what happens. So I trust that this conversation was at least entertaining, hopefully thought-provoking, and hopefully enjoyable. I want to thank you for being part of this, for listening and taking part in My Life Authentic. I trust that we will talk again soon. So please, take care.